I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, September 5th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. And Peak Pals, we hope you had a great long weekend. And for all the parents, I'm sure you're happy that your kids are going back to school. But let's put ourselves back in those kids' shoes for a second. Today, and things we wish we existed when we were kids, there's an amusement park where kids can role play across various jobs expanding around the world. Though there's no newsletter writer station just yet, we think it would be pretty easy to set it up. You just have to give those kids a laptop, a large coffee, access to a Twitter account, and just watch them make magic happen. That's certainly true for podcasting as well. You just give them a mic on top of those things. But Peak Pals, besides the job amusement park, which sounds actually like fun, we've got a great episode for you today. For our first story, ChatGPT enters its freshman year. For our second story, Fed's urge to create disaster response force. And for our last story, as rents heat up, Germany wants a freeze. For our first story, it's back to school for students across Canada, as we just mentioned, and teachers are prepping to contend with a new presence in the classroom that's shaping up to be more disruptive than the class clown. That's artificial intelligence. First, we'll start with why this all matters. This is the first full school year in which students will have ready access to AI-powered tools like ChatGPT and BARD that make it possible to generate essays and assignment responses with the click of a button. Now, a survey of educators published by Study.com last year found that one in four had caught at least one student using ChatGPT to cheat on written assignments. Some Canadian schools have banned students from using generative AI to complete assignments, while others are adopting a wait-and-see approach. The University of Toronto, York University, the University of Ottawa, and Université de Montréal have implemented policies effectively banning the use of generative AI for assignments by default, with instructors allowed to make exceptions. The University of Alberta, Dalhousie University, and the University of British Columbia have murkier policies that do not rule out generative AI, but warn students that using the text it generates could lead to inadvertent plagiarism. But enforcing bans on generative AI may be easier said than done, since there is often no reliable way to detect with certainty AI-generated writing. Turnitin, a widely used plagiarism detection software, initially claimed its AI detector returned false positive cases where it wrongly marked writing as AI-generated only about 1% of the time, but later said that estimate was low and now does not publicize a specific instance rate at all. Rather than banning generative AI, some educators are looking at ways to incorporate the tools into their curriculum. Some teachers are asking students to use ChatGPT to create essay outlines before writing the complete assignments in the class the old-fashioned way with a pen and paper. Others have generated essays with ChatGPT and then asked students to evaluate them much as a teacher would review a student's assignment. Which brings us to the bottom line. This year will be a major test for the education system and a failing grade could force a rethink of how we teach kids outright. For our second story, while Canadian troops have been used to fight unprecedented wildfires this summer, some say there's a better solution. Here's what's driving the news. Canada's former Army commander, Lieutenant General Andrew Leslie, is urging Ottawa to create a national response team dedicated to fighting natural disasters, per the CBC. Leslie says the response team needs to be built with additional funds and cannot depend on a military that he believes is already stretched too thin, which matters because a federal response force could specifically train to respond to climate-related emergencies could take the pressure off of provinces to respond to increasingly frequent and severe extreme weather and disasters. Some experts have argued that a dedicated natural disaster force could reduce financial and staffing stress on regional wildfire services and get emergency responders to disasters faster. 
But the federal government already supports provinces' emergency response teams with funding and troops and say that they have no plans for a national wildfire fighting force, at least right now. Canada already has sufficient resources to manage wildfires. That's at least what the Minister of Emergency Preparedness, Harjeet Sajjan, told reporters. After a summer of record-breaking wildfires, lethal flooding, and a hurricane, extreme weather has become a national problem, one that may need a national-level response. For our third story, as renters start to echo the concerns of Jimmy McMillan, read, the rent is too damn high, remember that guy? Some countries are taking measures to cool off hot rental prices. Driving the news, Germany has proposed a plan to cap increases at 6% in cities with high demand and freeze rents in the rest of the country for three years as it looks to curb high prices amid a housing shortage. This is per the Financial Times. And Germany is far from the only country contending with skyrocketing rents. Other crafty nations are devising ways to ease renters' pain. Vienna has been dubbed a renter's utopia for its robust housing program where 80% of the city qualifies. And once you're in, qualification never expires. The Netherlands is expanding rent control to over 300,000 more homes, pegging rent to inflation, cutting rents by an average of 190 euros, and fining overcharging landlords. Spain is going even one step further to replace a system that pegs rent, increases to inflation with an index that will always keep rent hikes capped below inflation levels. In Canada, speaking of countries where rents have gone through the roof, the average rental price in Canada hit new highs in July with rental demand only set to go up. Now across Canada, landlords can only increase rent once a year. Still, only Ontario, BC, Manitoba, Quebec, PEI, and the Yukon have caps on the percentages of hikes. But some economists have called the effectiveness of rent control into question, arguing that it only helps existing tenants as landlords aren't stopped from hiking up rents on new renters and that it discourages the construction of new rental units. Peak Pals, thanks for making us Canada's most listened to business news podcast. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Peak Pals, and have a great first week back after summer. <laughs>